Hot alert! Hot alert! Is the watch work? Is the watch work? Is the watch work? Is the watch work? Kick it up and up. Kick it up and up. enough from that i've got to welcome the listeners <laughs> enough of that welcome you listeners to this show it's another great cliff and kendall episode this one happens to be centered around hamsters and chinchillas hamsters and chinchillas we're in the store and this week cliff we're going to talk about a tiny little animal that usually lives in people's homes and in their kids' bedrooms. Tiny. Or oh, classrooms. But, but there are plenty out in the wild, did you? Well, we're going to get to that. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Cliff, we're talking about hamsters. Hamsters. Oh, Kendall, ham. Uh, ham. Did you have hamsters growing up? What do you think? No, you didn't like any animals. No, I had no pets. That's why I did. It's not that I didn't like animals. Well, I just what had did you no think? Did I have hamsters? Experience. I bet you had 10 or 12. Well, I didn't have 10 or 12. Let me take that thing yeah. back. <laughs> I had like two. But let me tell you, they got freaky and they multiplied fast. Oh, um, shit. But they had, I got the little tubes like so they could walk through them to other little things. I loved it. Of course, my mother hated it. And then... Strangely, they went missing. My mother was like, "Oh, I don't know," and she she was just like, <laughs> she was like, "They got they do that. They just get away, and they might come back. They might just come back. They live in they live they might live in the walls, and you know." Now I know. Now I know what happened. When you said they had tubes, I thought you were going to say they had their tubes tied, <laughs> so that they, after they had too many hamster babies, Ham Junior. No, on in retrospect, probably should have had the tubes tied. <laughs> should have definitely had the old hamster hysterectomy there, <laughs> Kendall. It's a lot to put a little creature through, though, just for our own comfort. Listen, is it really? You just use tiny instruments? It's what millions of ladies go through every day. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Not going to argue. Cliff. We're here at the store, though. Our store is looking beautiful these days, I must say. I'm really digging everything we got going on. Oh, Kendi, I thought you were talking about that hole you were digging out back behind the stockroom earlier. But no, you're digging that. And I, I don't. Let's not go into why Sprinklers. you're burying something. Oh, you were sprinkling something. Ashes of one of the hamsters. Blinky or Winkin? Which well, one? Charles is not going to put the sprinklers in. Anyway, move on. There's spri- I don't know how you put sprinklers in a hole in the, in the back. But anyway, Kendall, now our store, especially over on my side, looking great. I have a lot of these great Jake Gyllenhaal collectibles. The Prince of Persia in the box. Toys. The action figures. And none of them are... They're not up to... Just honestly, they're not up to 2022 standards as far as face regenerate or whatever. You know, they look reminiscent of him, but they're not like they would be today. That's why I I know it's people is culturally inappropriate now for Jake to even play anybody in the country of Persia. It's very, nobody in Hollywood will speak of it. And that's okay. It's all right with me. We have these collectibles still for sale and they're in the box and they're priced for collectors. Kendall, that's why I have them 
you know, that. I thought you were going to say price to sell. No. Price no. to move. These no. are priced for collectors. To, it, it's going to breed a little bit of a an air of uh, where you people with money coming into the store. Like, like hmm. how much we talking? Because they may be collecting dust. No, no, I've been dusting them every day. Can I make extra time to dust the Jake Gyllenhaal collectible section? And now they're about ninety nine ninety nine a piece, and that is, you know I got them for about eight dollars each on eBay. But I've marked inflation. them up. It is inflation, and I blame the the canals and all the, the blockages. And uh, it, you know when people Ooh, ask, I had some blockages last night. Don't tell me about your canal, Kendall. For God's sake, I'm begging. <laughs> But anyway, Kendall, that's enough about the Jake Gyllenhaal section, my Madonna standee. You know, a lot of people come in and take snaps, some selfies with it, or I assume they will once word gets out. I don't want to put it in the window, though, because I don't want the light to bleach it all out. Do you understand? I understand. I don't know why my stuff has to sit there in the light. Anyway, that's, we've already covered that. But, uh, Cliff, I decided, now you covered. inspired me. I inspire so many people all the time, especially, oh my God, Kendall, it's going to be at least a double album, this new album of mine, Crazy is the Next Guy. Wow. It's, I have like 18 songs already, and I have, just feel, I have this feeling, DJ Drywall, a.k.a. Charles Contractor, when he doesn't have his sunglasses on, are we're just only at the tip of the old dance pop hip-hop, new, boundary-breaking music iceberg. And that's what Pitchfork is going to say. And both of you are all always in the studio. That's why you don't even know about the sprinkler flooding the backyard. That's why I'm having to oh, replace it. Oh, it flooded the backyard. Because Charles gotcha. is in there just DJ drywalling with you. And But anyway, what I was going to say... You inspired me. I was what oh, I was trying to say before so you took it and many. ran. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's where we started. Uh, you inspired me to to actually buy calendars oh. from 1983 because oh. they're the same as this year. Oh. And I found some great vintage ones, and I'm selling them on my side. I've got some great. I've got the Muppet calendar over there from 1983. Okay. Love it, love it, love it. So I, I thought that was a great idea, so I just stole it and ran with it. Okay. Uh, is it Does 1983 work for this year? Somebody said that. Somebody did. But it was that year. I think, it, I think it's 1983. Oh, uh, maybe it is. Let's see. Um, it does work. Congratulations. Oh, ah. you you were surprised. I am you? surprised only because I, it, it, what inspired you was my use of a 1994 calendar. And so that's why. No, I, I know, I know. But when you did that, you I thought, thought of what oh, other years. What I other years it. might work? And I, I thought, ooh, 80s. It. 80s are a big year for us. You big know, year so. year for us, the 80s. Muppet, were let me tell big you, year. Cliff. A lot of great 1983 Muppet calendars online that you can purchase. I got I some want them. I to want put right them. here in the store. And Cliff, we finally, finally decided. After much battle on a, battle. On, a on a name, a, on a name for battle. the store. I'll let you explain it since it was your suggestion and you were the one who, uh, you know, got up there and changed all the letters around. And I, I'm well, fine. So, I am fine with it. I think it's fine. I think it describes what it is. Well, I just people were confused. They were like, "TBD, are you? Is it something coming? Are are you putting something in?" We're like, "No, we're open." They're like, "Well, you really need to have something this, up this there." This store's the big. D? The big what? No, T-B-D. Yeah, they, they were just confused. So anyway, we deliberated on a whole bunch of different names, and I actually... A lot of deliberation. It's like 12 angry men, but just the two of us. Two fat angry men. Oh. So we, I was away, out. You're giving away the store, Fred. You're giving away out. the title. <laughs> I was out, and I passed this little burger stand that was called Fatso's Last Stand. And I was like, oh, if that's not... Great name for our store. But 
We have we'll change it up. Well, I mean, there shouldn't be a problem because they're a hot dog stand or whatever, and we don't have that. We have Jake Gyllenhaal memorabilia, and you have two you know, completely different things. Placements with pianos on them. Yes. But we we thought we could change ours a little bit just so we're even better, we're a little special, and and our name is a little bit longer too. General Fatso's Last Stand. There you go. But people keep calling up asking if we have General So's chicken, and we're like, no, no, we don't. I have Prince of Persia. They're ninety nine ninety nine. The action figures. <laughs> and they hang up for some reason. And then they hang up, and I say, but there's Billy Joel magnets on the other side uh, of the store. Too late, Ken- uh, Kendall. It's too, too late, late Cliff. They've already hung up. Too late, Kendall. Now it's too late. Kendall, you really people, should have mentioned Billy Joel faster. Uh, people at home are stroking their hamsters, wondering when the ever-loving F. Uh. We're gonna drop some hamster facts. <laughs> You'd never ask if I'm. They're saying so ready just to the get facts. the hamsters. Goodness dear. Oh, oh, did yes. you see our piano dear? We've rolled oh, into the shop. Yes, we rolled it in. It's been in the storeroom down at Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's store. And we've rolled it down the little sidewalk walking area down into your store, boys. Oh, but dear, for you a see, very special reason. Well, you see, dear Funky and Opie just love to hit those keys. And it just, oh, it, it it's drives. <laughs> but it, it drives one a little mad sometimes, dear. They just oh. love to play that piano. So we thought we just would... Just turn your... Oh, you don't have a hearing aid. Well, dear, if only you had a hearing aid like I do. You could just turn it down and focus on the joy in the children's faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear, he turns his hearing aid down for so many reasons. Oh, it must be nice. I wish I could turn my hearing oh, aid down. Oh, I just... I, I wish I had I just tune Kindle out. I, I've <laughs> turned a volume control I don't button. Even, I don't need a knob. We don't need no stinking knobs. So, dear, we just decided we sell it and make a little extra money. <laughs> and so we've just we've yeah. so we've sold it to someone across town, dear. We we just don't know how to get it to him yet, dear. Oh, I don't know, boys. I was wondering if you had any suggestions. Like perhaps you two wanted to walk it very gently over to the person who's buying it. Oh, let's see. No, we'd never do that. It, it, you'd, you'd mess up the... It would be out of tune. You you wouldn't want to do that. Kendall can't carry a tune. You know him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear, I have a wonderful idea. <laughs> what is it, dear? Oh, dear Sugar lump, you're so full of wonderful ideas. <laughs> let's see if this works. Charles, dear, we're going to need a lot of shipping boxes, dear. <gasps> oh. Uh oh. Okay. So there she's just oh, giving it right. to him. Uh, okay. Why does she have my credit card? I don't. I, mean, yeah, I thought we all had our own copy, don't we? Oh. Any, um, Kendall. Anyway, Cliff, back to hamsters. Back to the matter at hand. Back. Back to the. Back. Guess who's back? Hamsters. Back now, through Kendall, the years, yeah. There are many. Many types of domesticato <gasps> hamsters that you know people have as pets. As you were talking about, you had the tubes running through, and then one day they just were gone. You're gone. But you know there there are so many types. But my favorite types, based on the names of them, are the winter white type. I just think doesn't that sound like a, a winter's night, like the. Moon, glow of the moon on the breast of a new fallen snow or whatever. <laughs> Gave a midday, the objects below. Yeah. And then the Campbell's Dwarf hamster. Does, doesn't that sound cute? If, I, if you get one, listeners, that's the kind Cliff recommends. That gets Cliff's stamp of approval. The Campbell's Dwarf hamster. You're out here recommending hamsters to get Cliff. Why not? What, ty- Why not? what types did you have? I don't know. I had the common variety uh, pet store hamster. Well, oh, Lois and Jimmy were those. That was their names, I guess. I don't. I don't even remember what the names were. 
They are burning in hamster <laughs> hell because you don't remember their names. My God. No wonder they ran away. Now I think your mother was the only one telling the truth. I think I blocked it because it was too depressing. Uh, anyway, Cliff, hamsters are mammals. Oh, I thought you were going to say they're mad men. <laughs> no, they're mammals. <laughs> And it's believed that all domesticated hamsters are descendants of two hamsters that were bred in 1930. Nah, I don't believe that for a second. Can't do it, can't fool me. But anyway, you know, hamsters, so many of the facts reminded me of us. Like us, we have cheek pouches that go down to our hips. And we Straight just to the hip. Put more and more and more food in there, and it just it a just minute keeps... in the pouch is a month on the hips. Yeah, and you know, also they're hoarders. Scandal, they'll just hoard <laughs> anything, just like us. Just like us. Just. <laughs> but will they sit and watch? 12 straight episodes of a television show while they continue to eat. I bet if given the chance, they probably would. <laughs> now, many of them don't have TV down where they live, out in the wild, three feet down into the ground. Can you imagine if you are just out for a walk in nature and you're just not even thinking that three feet below you hamsters, wild hamsters. Just scurrying around. Scurrying around. Below you, and they have these like pathways and tunnels to different rooms. They have a bedroom and a different food room and a different what if they're really in charge? bathroom. Maybe they are in charge. Maybe they pull the strings, Kendall. Has anybody mm. thought of that? Who knew? To hamsters love, love to run. No, I don't really. And now that explains why they ran away from my house. They're fast runners and they're able to run they clock in at over five miles of running in a single night when they're out in the wild. Five miles. Wow. I call that a run. Cliff, have you ever ran five miles? Uh, cumulatively over the course of the <laughs> last 40 years. <laughs> over 40 years, Kendall, maybe. Short bursts. They can certainly easily be bred, as I've talked about earlier. Oh, Kendall, let's not talk about Just it. like rabbits. Uh, there are a lot of things that are like rabbits. Uh, you know, their teeth, I think, are like rabbit teeth. They're the healthy orange. Oh, they'll bite you, too. They'll bite you. Watch, watch the hell out. They will bite the shit out of you. Although, because they're solitary. They're solitary, man. Is that a, that's a song, right? Sure. Uh, solitary, man. What is that? I don't know it. Oh. I don't know. Whatever um, it is, I'm sure the CD-ROM will inject it right here. Don't know that I will, but until I can find me A girl who'll stay and won't play games behind me I'll be what I am, a solitary man, solitary man Google it. Google um, it, it's <laughs> not... It's a good thing that hamsters have very bad eyesight. Oh, wow. And the colorblind, because that's why they liked me when I was a kid. They couldn't couldn't make me out. They were like, I see a big blob or something. All I see it is a big blob. Now, what I think is really weird about a hamster, and to think that this was your hamsters had this, too. They had four toes in the front and five in the back. What if we had... Four fingers on our hands and five toes on our feet. Wouldn't that be strange if that's how humans were all created? Be business in the front and party in the back, Cliff. Party in the back. Of course, nobody would know because we're so solitary, like the hamster. <laughs> We'd be living alone. And, you know, and speaking of one of the wonders... Of the hamsters. I don't know if you've thought about hamsters and what you think maybe the biggest wonder of the hamster is, but I think maybe the biggest one, maybe, is they cannot catch the common cold. Can't do that no matter how hard they try. <laughs> well, they're just not running fast enough. Maybe not. Can, no, fuck that. They could run five miles a night. They could catch that cold if they if it was a running thing. What are they doing? Oh, my God. They are taking the piano apart. Oh, well, they're putting it in those boxes, like you said. Wasn't that your suggestion? No. 
I thought you said unscrew it and put the pieces in the boxes and the labels. Oh, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, she's got that label maker already out. Well, and Mr. Sunbottom, oh he's... That, are you... No, I said we shouldn't even roll it because it would put it out of tune. I'm sure that's going to really mess oh, up in being in tune. I don't know. Somebody had that idea. Maybe it was Crock-Pot or Charles Cotton, maybe Funky or Opie. It sounds like a Crock-Pot idea. Cliff, hamsters bite. Did I say that you before? You said yes, it many they times. Me. They bit you. Tell us I about said it. it once before. Oh, Cliff, they just... If they get startled, they'll just bite you. It, well, with those big yellow-orange teeth. My God. Yes. Um, they're really smart, though. Are they? Yeah, they're capable of even learning their name. <laughs> You're going to say even learning English. <laughs> I don't know why. Cliff, how much do you expect out of a poor little creature? I don't know why my mind keeps making all these idiotic jumps tonight. You're used to listening to me. I guess. And it's it's just filling in the blanks. Now, this is one of their big smart moves, okay, that a hamster does. You're talking about <laughs> just their their little brainiacs on the wheel down there. Now, Told you. If, if a hamster parent has all their little kids around them and then they they hear a rustling of a predator nearby like a mountain lion or whatever some or some such predator instead of letting the nutrients and energy that their baby children's you know raw bodies would provide instead of letting that go to the mountain lion or the other unnamed, unidentified predator. Well, the parent of the hamster, they'll just eat the babies themselves. They say, well, I'm not gonna let the these babies, if they're gonna be eaten, I'll do the eating, thank you very much. Oh, my, now my hamster did eat some of its babies once. It was, oh, it was very traumatic for a child. Mm. Now, how I did have you a cope? How did you cope? I have a question first. Uh, How did you cope with all of that trauma? Do you need to ask? Look at me. Eating. I shoved food in my mouth until I burst. You went to the refrigerator and said, if that hamster's going to eat, so am I. Uh, Cliff, now, I have a question for you. Why the hell are mice and hamsters different things? Well, have you looked at them? Don't they look the same? No! They don't look the same. Look at a picture of a hamster and tell me it doesn't look like a mouse. I'm not saying it doesn't look like some sort of distant cousin, but a lion and a tiger look like distant cousins, but they're not the same, Kendall. So, and if we want to have an episode dedicated to every single order of the species, which we'll eventually have to get around to, (laughs) for, you know. We'll, We'll work on that. Eventually, we're going to do a whole Campbell's Dwarf episode. So... Just be prepared. That's episode 3002 coming up. All right. Oh, it's coming up. I can't wait. <laughs> it's on the books. Campbell's Dwarf. I, I guess the other thing that makes them different from mouse is they can run backwards. Well, you're damn straight that they can run backwards. They're like the moonwalking Michael Jacksons of the animal kingdom. <laughs> and they do this. I've seen videos of them do this. They just, you know, and kind of like how, you know, Hansel and Gretel, when they went into the forest. They left a trail of breadcrumbs, right? Everybody remembers that. <laughs> they left a trail of breadcrumbs so they could find their way back, for God's sake. And a hamster, now, they could. I don't know why they just don't put breadcrumbs down these big damn cheek pouches of theirs. But instead of that, they just rub their ass on stuff as they go. And there are... Oh, so they're like Charles. They're a little bit like Charles. They have scent glands on their hips. Their hips don't lie like Shakira. <laughs> but they do smell. Uh, there's the no, there is no elaboration. <laughs> they do smell. But anyway, they mark it with their hips, Kendall. <laughs> and if I was a hamster trying to find my way back through the forest, I'd rub my ass on it. And that's what I would do. <laughs> what would you do, WWID? Time for a segment. Oh, I'll tell you what I'll do. Cliff. Better get to asking. Although, I did have, I had one other important thing I was really wanting to tell you about hamsters. Okay. And that is that they don't usually overeat. And, and that makes them unlike us. 
Oh, God. Well, I have more things about hamsters. I have two tidbits left. Oh, I thought we were done. Oh, sorry, sorry. Moving on. No. Clear. I don't. If, listen, I if do? people tuned in just for the hamster stuff, I don't want them to turn off yet. I have two more things to say. Because so, they've turned off way long time ago. This is after people's bedtime. I refer to five minutes into the show as after the listener's bedtime. <laughs> That's when we refer to it. Our magic time. Our magic Clip. time, that's right. Focus, focus. Clip, you're walking along an alley. You're walking along a street. You're at a party. Yes. You're, you're singing a huge number for some reason, and you come across a big old dumpster, and you um, peer over inside of it, and you see a brand new looking box of donuts. A box of donuts? And when you open it up, dumpster? all the donuts are completely untouched. It looks oh. like nothing is wrong with them. New donuts? What do you do? Chow down first. Ask questions never, and then you go home. Oh, see that? See, and that's that's the yin and yang of me and you. That's that's where I, you know, I'm too OCD. I'd never be able to eat donuts that I found in the dumpster. Untouched, untouched in a box, bitch. Oh no! What if somebody touched them? <laughs> Kendall, I hate to tell you of all the touching that's going on before you get to the donut store. <laughs> what? Somebody else has touched my donuts? Kendall, how do you think those holes got in there? Kendall, I have a question for you. Now, you go to sleep one night like normal. So, you know, you drift off thinking about donuts and how they got those holes. But when you wake up, you're, you're not in your bed anymore. You're in a small, dark place covered in goo. And you can't seem to get out. You, you keep sort of pushing against some sort of thing that's keeping you sort of in one place and then you feel this yourself being picked up and the thing you're in it was sort of a pod and it cracks and you fall out of this pod and into a sizzling hot pan the size of a swimming pool and it's filled with bubbling hot grease what would you do then W-W-I-D-T, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Cliff, luckily, luckily I have a huge amount of fat to cook off. Um, um, so um, I have plenty um, of time um, to bounce um, around um, on that um, frying pan um, until I could shimmy off the edge of it and fall to my death. Or luckily, <laughs> land in a pool below. No, Kendall, unfortunately you fell head first and your head was horribly burned. And well, you, better than frying to death. Well, no, you you just yeah, it was burned, but you then you fried to death. You just, it was burned so that you couldn't do anything except for fry to death. All right, that's what you would do, Kendall. Fry. Well, to I didn't death. have much time to do anything then. Cliff, don't blame walking, me. Blame Father Time. You're walking down the alley. You come across a dumpster and you mm. found a box of donuts that were untouched, and you took mm-hmm. them. And when you took them, oh yeah, they were attached. To a string. Oh. And when you pulled it, a net fell down on top of you. A net? Well, who are you? Why, how'd you get here, girl? <laughs> and a flash of light and a UFO comes down and parks right in front of you. Aliens come out and they grab you. It seems they needed the fattest people alive to do tests on. What do you do? I say... Are there more donuts on the ship, baby? Oh, the donuts for days, Cliff. So it looks like donuts you're going with days. the aliens. I'm going, uh, going, going, gone, as they say. Kendall, speaking of going, you in this scenario, you go up into a, the you know the tall part of a tall skyscraper. <clears throat> Not to do that. I, I could do that on the ground. It's just a byproduct. But you go up there to deliver a lunchbox to Susan, who's, you know, actually doing some work. And you get in the elevator after you deliver the lunchbox, give her a little peck on the cheek. Then you get your back in the elevator going down. And inside the elevator, there are two others. One is a very bad smelling lady. And she just, oh, got a big stink about her. (laughs) She's got a big stink about her. Yeah. And there's also a a guy next to her, and he just, I won't go into the specifics, but he has a rage-inducing 
political button on his jacket. <laughs> multiple, <laughs> multiple ones. Different ones that just want to just, just set you off. And as the door closes on the three of you, you notice that Aerosmith's loving an elevator, living it up as I'm going down, is playing in the radio there. And as you go down, suddenly, jarringly, the elevator stops. And the three of you are stuck in there for hours and hours. There's nothing. I would eat the one with the political button. <laughs> and Love on an Elevator plays on a loop. What would you do? <laughs> I've already asked an answer. Clip. I'd eat the one with the political button. All right. Eat it. Eat it. I, but I would share with the smelly woman. Uh, 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 uh. I am nice, Cliff, and we would survive that ordeal. So nice. Cliff, an evil genie appears in front of you. Uh-oh. He says he's going to give you $10 million. Doesn't sound evil to me. Well, he's also an asshole genie. <laughs> he says the only way you can have that money... Uh-oh. There's a catch. ...is that you have to have a paper cut for each dollar you spend. No, I go back to that dumpster what with the do? donuts and have a good time. Oh, uh, you couldn't handle some paper cuts? You want you want 10 million paper cuts? Well, you, no, no, you get them as you spend the money so you could you could spread it out. No, why would I want to do that? That's a lot, Kendall. That's a lot. You'd be dead in days. Work is just as much pain. Work, Kendall, life is pain. So what's a few paper cuts? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Life is pain. Get used to it. Kendall, you, speaking of pain, you're playing piano at a local wedding, and you get up <laughs> to do some Jerry Lee Lewis-style piano dancing. Oh, you know, where yeah. You're, you're still playing the piano, but you're kind of boogieing along to the beat as well so as you stand up and kind of bend over and hurt I your back. I can see it now. <laughs> and you accidentally... With your gyrations, you accidentally kick the flower girl in the face, Ooh. and she falls, and then like dominoes, in the so face. do all the bridesmaids. You've not all the bridesmaids; they just they're all now writhing in pink chiffon on the floor. Kendall, what would you do? Well, Cliff, I don't. This sounds too close to home. This sounds like oh. something that would happen to me. It just—it sounds like complete scenario that I could have been in. Um, so I would Kendall apologize right profusely, mm -hmm. and I would go pick that flower girl up and all the bridesmaids up. I would help them up. I say, "What can I do to help you? What can I? Can I go get you a slice of cake?" <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good ballroom dancer. I could cut a rug with you. Oh, oh, oh I, all I hear as the bridesmaids stand up is just. Slap, 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 slapioka, slap in your face. Well, Cliff, I will be there for them if they need to slap somebody. And this is why they wouldn't make a movie just about your life. They'd only start your life story when I came in and things got interesting. <laughs> because, just, what, I mean, you take a, what a scenario. What a cinematic scenario. Kendall just dancing, gyrating, kicking the flower girl in the face. She knocks over all the bridesmaids. And then his only, his response is, well, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, ladies. How could I Well, you asked what I would do. That's what I would do. <laughs> I could give you a story of what I would do, but. And I'm just saying, Hollywood producers would be like, nope, I don't, I don't see it. Sorry. Let's get another serial killer movie going. Well, those producers can stay out of my life anyway. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch this shit. <laughs> At least when I come in, there's just some tragedy going on. They're like, man, this movie got sad. This is like when the lead character just starts to cough, and you know it's all downhill from there. <laughs> like, oh, no, foreshadowing. Speaking of, Kendall, what are they are, Mr. Snowball is winding those, like, cords from oh, inside. God, those are, those are, are those wires? just You're wires? not supposed to take... Well, it's like a guitar string. It's it's the same oh, thing. Oh, just that's, guitar that's strings. That's under an enormous amount of pressure. They have, oh, that is going to take. Uh, 
Who is going to be able to put that back together? I don't know. That. And they've got all the screws. They have the wood pieces over there. They, all the keys. Yeah. Dear, do you have some <laughs> Ziploc bags? We yeah. can use some to put the little <laughs> bolts and nuts in, dear. And I need one bag for the black keys and one for the white ones, <laughs> only because they're different sizes. Why, why did you guys decide to take the whole thing apart? Well, that seems like what? a weird way to go. There, there was no way to, to transport it. We didn't have a vehicle and we couldn't push it all the way here. That was just too far. And you see, Charles came up with the idea and you know, he is a contractor, dear. We thought he knows a lot about building <laughs> things. So, so we took yeah, the entire yeah. thing apart. Oh, yes. Of course. We trusted Charles, the contractor's judgment on it all, boys. <laughs> of course. Well, I, I just hope you know how to put it back together because you're going to have to give instructions to this poor person you've sold it to. Oh, Kendall, surely they can just look up a picture online. Uh, now, let's go out there. I have to go out. Uh, you didn't move any of these Jake Gyllenhaal things around, did you? Because these Prince of Persia collectibles, they're all priced for collectors. And if you have oh, dear. screws and bolts. We almost knocked one over, dear, but we grabbed it at the last minute. We set it over in the back just to be safe. You know, they're not getting any younger. That was 2008. That was a long, long, long time ago. Can you believe that? Kendall, I've got to take a break. I All this talk remember. about 2008. I have to go to the bathroom. Not me too. Don't worry. Cliff and Kendall will be right back. ABC. Always buy Chesterfield, the milder cigarette. And Chesterfield leaves a clean, fresh taste in your mouth. A. Always milder. B. Better tasting. C. Color smoking. ABC. Always buy Chesterfields. Coming in at 9.0 on the Richter scale, but a 10.0 on the laughter scale. Here's Cliff and Kindle. Damn. I was like, fun. I love it. I did not follow that. Damn. I was like, fun. I did not follow that. Damn. I was like, fun. I love it. I did not follow that. Damn. I was like, fun. I did not follow that. gonna do when I came into this room? Who was I gonna call when I picked up the phone? Why was I looking for in the refrigerator? Rolling, why rolling. am I Welcome back. rolling Welcome on the back. river? Welcome back to the river. We're rolling on to the river. We're rolling on the river, Kendall. Doot, 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 doot. Oh, oh, so, um, we've got to oh, be going. So, wait a minute. Who was that person you were talking to, Mrs. Potabutabutch? Yeah, minute? who was that guy? He had that weird ascot oh, on dear, him? That was a very prominent piano collector in the area, dear. Seems like he heard about our piano oh, and he wanted to come yeah. see it for himself. Oh. Yes, it seems our piano was quite the buzz in the local piano collecting community, oh. boys. And so, of course, naturally, suspicion and talk grew. And he had to come see it for himself. And he's made us a very respectable offer for the one we just disassembled. Oh, but he's buying it, like, disassembled? Oh, wow. Oh, no, dear, we're going to have to put it back together for him, dear. But it shouldn't be that hard. We just took it apart. No, it, it'll be as easy as anything, dear. You'll see. All right, let's go get going. I've got my screws and my screwdriver ready wait, to put Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Before, well, before hold on, you we leave. Gotta do one more thing. Do you... Do you want to hear something weird, 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 oh dear, weird, I'm weird, afraid weird, not. Weird, we have weird, to put weird, this piano weird. back together, dear. You see, oh, if we don't put it back together, he won't want to buy the piano the anymore. This Oh, well, I'll need to just be one for quick anything. So weird. All right, Cliff, why don't you start us out? It's so brief is how this is going to be. Now, this is really weird. I thought this was just shocking. That as, Well, this happened in South Africa, so I have to read it in my South African accent. Oh, you know, I'm like Meryl Streep. I have all the accents. South African, a South <laughs> African woman broke her own Guinness World Record by swimming a distance of 294 feet and three inches under ice. And that's under ice for you non-South Africans out there. Amber Fillory, who initially set the record two years ago in Opsjo, Norway, with a distance of 229 feet and 
eight inches almost, broke her own record. Well, is it that? That's really news, but it is really weird that she's breaking all these underwater world record for swims. Now, <laughs> this fillery <laughs> also holds the Guinness World Record for longest underwater walk with one breath. Kenton, I thought you held that record. But she <laughs> does, which she achieved in where? But Dahab, Egypt, with a 359-foot, 6-inch stroll. Can you believe this weird Norwegian lady with these weird world records? I'm talking weird. Very weird. All right. Is it, uh, that was very nice, boys. We're we'll oh, no, going no, hold on. I, I'm just about to tell my no, first one. On. This is a great one. So, oh. a flight attendant fell from mm. 33,330 feet with no parachute and survived. Uh, that's what I call a skyfall. Uh, that's weird. Sounds like a wild scenario from an action film. But it really happened. It, it was a woman born in Serbia who was part of a United uh, Yugoslavia flight, and she worked as a flight attendant for the former airline. And at the age of 22, she was on board, bound for Copenhagen, when a door became ajar, and, and she got sucked out of the plane and fell 33,000 feet. Now, of course, she had a lot of injuries. You know, it, it was not a pretty... Pretty picture, but she survived. Isn't that a? Isn't that crazy to fall that far and be able to survive? Kendall, that sounds like some kind of wild, whacked out action movie scenario, and I don't Free think that it's. <laughs> I don't think it's. I uh, doubt that even happened, Kendall. But this really well, it did. Happened. This Believe is it or a not. Fall. <laughs> Believe it or not, <laughs> Kendall. This is a fall that really did happen. Okay. A woman had to be rescued by firefighters after falling into a toilet while trying to find her mobile phone that had accidentally been dropped inside. The woman... Don't you hate it when that happens? I hate it. And so does this woman who chose not to reveal her name. <laughs> she was at the top of Mount Walker <laughs> in the... <laughs> and she was in Seattle, Washington, the Olympic National Forest, when the incident occurred near a car park, which is a parking lot, that's how you say that in America, and she had been using her phone when it just suddenly fell into a vault toilet, according to the Kitsap Sun. It was just, just texting one second and then just bloop into the toilet. A vault toilet, now Kendall, for the uninitiated, a vault toilet is a non-flush toilet, which is constructed with a vault or sealed container Ooh. Buried even worse. deep in the ground. Oh, yeah. And the woman, they said she's in her 40s, like you, Kendall. Ugh. She managed and to you. take the toilet. <laughs> she managed to take the toilet seat off and used her dog leash to try and get the phone. Now, when this did not work, she used the leash to tie herself to the toilet as she spelunked downward. But this resulted in her falling in. Head first into oh the head, my. as they say. Oh, uh, in she went, they added, and she tried to get out for, oh, 10 to 15 minutes on her own. Then she finally, down in the toilet, was reunited with her phone, and she called 911 anonymously. And firefighters <laughs> passed her. I don't want to say block. who I am, just send someone. <laughs> Anyway, firefighters pulled her out, and she was uninjured. And after being washed down, the department said she was strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after being exposed to so much human waste. But she only wanted to leave. Oh, she'll be fine. Charles is exposed to that much human waste every day. <laughs> well, you know, we've been around Mr. Snodbottom for so long. Oh, I don't dear. know if maybe we I don't we think are. that's appropriate. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Don't, oh, oh my, bowels there, oh my, oh, bowels, we really, oh, don't dear. like now me, now we have to clean your pants, we put the piano oh, back together, dude, I'm I sorry, we really must be going, towel, yeah, I need a paper towel, tender boy, well, uh, <laughs> alright, I was gonna tell you about this homeowner that discovered five, well, they're already gone, but, they're gone, I was gonna say this, we there can was tell a homeowner discovered five bears under her house, five bears, they were living there, yeah, she heard a rumbling sound, 
And she's in California, where we used to live, our old stomping grounds. I don't know if this is... What, were they out partying and just crawled under the house? I don't know, but just the, it just <laughs> it was just rumble, rumble, rumble. And then, what's down there? Oh, five bears. So, listeners, next time you hear something, it may not just be your house settling. It might be five bears in the basement. Sounds like a children's book. Sounds like a horror to me. Five bears grumbling in the basement. So many grumbles from these god darn bears in the basement. Now I had one other I had one other weird news story, but it wasn't so much weird just as bad. just rude. Oh. There this there was a, a a roommate was looking for a, I mean a guy was looking for a roommate. And in the paper or whatever they used for this, I don't, it's probably an online ad. I think people don't use papers nah. anymore. Um but he was look, it said he was looking for someone to live in his house with, with. So the requirement said he wanted someone that was young, beautiful, between the ages of 18 and 25, who'd be happy to cook and clean. And if that's not weird enough, he said he only has one bedroom, so whoever this is would have to share the room with him. And he has a no-door policy <clears throat> in, the, in the house anywhere. It says, this sounds like a serial killer, not a uh, roommate. Not a roommate. Maybe he has a no-doors. Maybe he just hates the band... The doors policy. No, he wants no doors on the bathroom. Oh, well, Kendall, I'm sure he has his reasons. For security reasons, Cliff. Security reasons. Who are we to doubt the this guy? And anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> I'm sure he has a great reason. And it's, a, I mean, if anybody responds to that, they must like the sound. But anyway, that's not what this half of the show is even about. Kendra wants it to be about weird roommates and no door policies uh, on the bathroom. About that? And about that. But it's not. We're going to take it like Jay Leno on the chin. Chilla. It's a chinchilla. Hey. My best Jay Leno. Hey. Oh, you sound like Pat. <laughs> it's Pat from SNL when you did not. Oh, that's more like that. Jay Leno um, is yes. this. This is Jay Leno. Ooh, uh, hey, do you see, uh, do you see this headline? Uh, it says, uh, uh, there's a man that finds five bears living under the house. That's funny. Funny headline. It, it was like I was in the front row at the night show. I know. Now, everybody, imagine, if you will, Jay Leno with a South African accent. Yeah, have you heard this? It's, but but if I, a man with five bears living under his house in South Africa. It's a, it's a funny headline. Five bears in a house. I could go all night. Can I keep riffing? Now you're just showing off, Cliff. If anybody's tuning in at this moment <laughs> at 4 a.m. in Busheltown. Almost five now. They're wondering what the hell is happening. Mm. Cliff, we're talking about chinchillas. That's what's happening. They are rodents. Rodents. <laughs> I don't even mean that pejoratively. I just mean they're rodents. Just, sometimes they're it's just true. What's true is true. It's true. Got to say it. They're native to the Andes Mountains of northern Chile, but of course, the people keep them as pets and take them all over the world. Oh, don't you love it? I love that they are named for the Chincha people who hunted them in the Chilean Andes and in South America. Not South Africa. But see, it's America. It's my South American accent. <laughs> well, so so much nuance in the two. Uh, you know, I, I, you, well, you did, Kendra, because you know me well. But other people may not know I'm so global. Although they should. We've been on a goddamn ride tour. I mean, if they years. look at you, they're like, looks like a globe. He's, he's very global. He looks like a, he's very global. <laughs> in, in shape, he's global. Chinchilla fur. You know, you said they, they were hunted. Uh, they were prized for their luxurious soft fur, and they were almost driven to extinction because of the high uh, demand. Isn't that sad? That is, you know, they have the softest fur of any animal, they say. It's 25 hairs per follicle, which is 30 times softer than the softest human hair that you've ever touched. Folks, Cliff, you sound like Cruella Deville over there. All I'm saying, I'm just spouting the facts, Kendall. Just the facts. <laughs> These are the facts. Do with just them the what you will. Now, you said they were rodents, and this is a rodenty thing that they do. Probably this probably hamsters pro do the same thing, rabbits do the same thing. Their teeth, they don't stop 
growing. They grow up to 12 inches in a year. And this, that's why they just kind of keep gnawing and gnawing and gnawing. It sounds painful to have as a pet. Well, life is pain. We've covered that this episode, Kendall. <laughs> it's not just more pain. No more circling back. Now, Cliff, I find this extremely fascinating. Oh. Um, an American mining engineer oh. got special permission from the Chilean government to wow. bring chinchillas to the United States in 1923. And nearly every pet chinchilla in the United States today is a direct descendant of 11 chinchillas that he brought to this country. Isn't that amazing? When I think to myself... What an amazing fact. That one, it doesn't top the list, but it comes in close. I'll take it. Kendo. I'll take it. Now, this, I think, is very... This is more interesting than that. I will say that. They do something in the wild. We're back in the wild. The wild chinchillas out there just roaming the lands. (laughs) These wild Chilean chinchillas. What they do, if a predator comes up and grabs them, you know we said a predator, if it comes up to a mother hamster, that's when she gets her grub on, y'all. That's like she's at the old country buffet. But these... Get your grub on. on. (laughs) The chinchilla, however, if a predator grabs this chinchilla, they just do something really cool, which is they just release the hair that the predator is grabbing and they run away. It's like it's like our heads have been doing. The, our heads think that a predator is grabbing at well, them. That explains a lot. And so the hair, our hair keeps just falling out over and over. It's, it's like our we're part chinchilla and our heads think we're just being attacked at all just hours. Just a holdover from evolution when we were chased by a big predator. It's just a holdover from when we humans evolved from chinchillas, Kendall. Makes sense. Makes sense. Checks out. Checks out. <laughs> they can hear like humans. That's one That's one way you know we're all related in the circle of life. They hear just like us. In the circle of life. Cliff, they're related to guinea pigs and porcupines, oddly enough. Oh, por- how, now how could they be? That's like their evil cousin, the porcupine. <laughs> well, you know, everybody's got the crazy cousin that they're related to. But think of the porcupines, you know, they're quills pop out or whatever. That's like the chinchilla's soft, luxurious fur popping out at the predator. Oh. That is interesting, see? You made the connection. Very interesting. But where the chinchillas, they're the Samantha Stevens and the porcupines, those are the Serena. Cousin Serena. A little bit (laughs) bit much for the rest of us. Now, what I love to imagine is being on a beautiful hike at dusk in the Chilean Andes and um, admiring the sunset as it goes down and the purples and reds and oranges and blues in the sky. I'm hearing a rustling nearby and it's, I, I, I realize it's because you're the chinchillas that a they're very active at dawn and dusk and so this is their active time they're they're just their magic time up they're just upbeat around uh, some might say and but what i hear <laughs> i turn and look and i just see a chinchilla just jumping for high heavens up to six feet tall right That's right about your skull level can you know? one jumps and it just right over your head a chinchilla jump. Most things go right over my head. Well, and this chinchilla is like most things because chinchillas, they can jump up to six feet high in one womp, one womp, one jump. <laughs> They're like Wonder Woman. One jump. Ahead of the one jump. Remember that Aladdin song? Oh, I remember it. <laughs> Good. Cliff, newborn chinchillas. When they're first born. Baby mine, don't you cry. Oh, it's not that sweet, Cliff. They're terrifying because they come out with their eyes open oh. and hair. They have hair and their eyes are open. Oh, God. Now, Kendall, what I do love. Now, you know how I forget what I said was like the greatest thing about hamsters, but this is even greater. But the greatest thing about chinchillas. I love that they jump six feet high. I love that they release their hair to predators. I love that their teeth don't stop growing, but I love the most 
that parasites, like those fleas and ticks, etc., they suffocate in their dense chinchilla fur. Ooh, they think ouch. they're going to get a free ride, a free funeral, more like it. Life is pain. Life is pain, <laughs> parasites. For the parasites, it's no different. Oh, look at the, I cannot believe... That looks like they are really almost got together. that whole thing together. Mr. Snowbone, he's hammering on the last keys over there just right now. I don't know if he should be hammering the keys, but... I mean, it looks like they've got it all together. It looks like... Now, Kendall, one I'm going to have to eat I, my words. You're, well, you're just hungry. You just want to eat. But I want to... I want to do one thing before... Did I give my last facts? I want to do a lot of things then. Never mind. <laughs> we got I, I, sit back. We got a lot. <laughs> I had two things left to say about hamsters, and well, I neglected say it, damn it. to ever say it. So the hamster people are stroking their hamsters, wondering when the hell it's going to happen. This They've been waiting for right now. The, the, this is also like rabbits. The hamsters, they have two different kinds of poop. For all we know, chinchillas have this too. They have the two different kinds. One they eat so they can get all the extra ingredient ingredients and nutrients <laughs> out of it. I was going to say, I got a lot of different kind of poops, but I, I, don't, I don't eat it. Well, you don't eat every kind, Kendall. They eat one kind to get all the nutrients back out. And they have no gag reflex. They cannot throw up so if they're choking on something they gotta just pass it on through if you know what I'm saying just pass it on through <laughs> now that was one thing the other thing I want to do Kenda really quickly if you'll allow me just a moment don't you just find <laughs> I'll allow it <laughs> don't you just find that everything is just so full of bullshit and annoying <laughs> Just annoying awfulness and people trying to be so clever and they're so stupid. And they <laughs> just everything I think of everything today is full of nonsense. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, I completely agree. Nonsense. It is if you do anything, you wake up in the morning, you start hearing the thoughts of insane people and and people act like you're supposed to care what what some insane person thought or just the the just, just some wisecracker about whatever's happening aren't they cool no <laughs> you it's wisecracker sense it is all nonsense so i wanted to do something and i don't know if this will be a recurring segment i don't know if this will get the show canceled because it's of its <laughs> oh. untimeliness but i wanted to give just a moment on the show, this may be the only moment the listeners have all day where there is no nonsense, Kendall. Uh, it's, it, it will be like a meditation for okay. everybody, okay? So what I've got, and you, it's wonderful and you'll agree there is no nonsense. I found a book that used to be my grandfather's. My grandfather had bees. Did you know this? He was a beekeeper. Oh, uh, I want to get bees. He had them for a while. Susan said, hell no. (laughs) We won't talk about the things she did say yes to. But he had a book. It was called The Dancing Bees. And it was originally printed in 1953. It was a German translation. That's not in the book. It was by Carl von Frisch. And it's The Dancing Bees, An Account of the Life and Senses of the Honeybee. And I, there's just this talks about all different things that the honeybees do and the ways they communicate. And there was one part about them dancing as part of their language. And I just and it's like I had to read it several times before I even understood what was happening. But but what I appreciated when it was over, I thought, oh my God, how long has it been since I've read something without any any nonsense? There was none. It was completely free of nonsense. So I thought that's why I have to share it. Because you, Kendall, you you may have forgotten what it's like to hear. Okay, are you ready? I can't wait to hear. No no nonsense. All right. There's just no nonsense. Listeners, oh, relax. This is is just facts. Should Should I do ASMR on the microphone? No. Okay, okay. That is... 
the nonest nonsense that could ever be done. <laughs> Kendall, this is under a subheading called Dances in the Swarm Cluster. Preoccupation over obtaining sufficient food is by no means the only affair in the life of bees which depends on mutual communication. Of other such activities, however, as yet we know but one, the choosing of a home by the bee swarm. Immediately after swarming, the bees gather round their queen in a formation which looks like a bunch of grapes hanging from a tree. It is now up to the scouts to find suitable accommodation for the new colony, in a hollow tree, a cave, or a hole in the wall, or in an empty hive, and so on. Dozens of scouts can be seen on their way in all directions, and it is not long before one has found something here, another there, that might be suitable, though often many miles distant. Successful scouts dance on their return on the surface of the cluster. They indicate the distance and direction of the accommodation they have discovered in the same way as the foragers show the way to a source of food. In consequence, ever-increasing numbers of dancers can be seen on the swarm. Some point in one direction, others in another. Some indicate places nearby, others a considerable distance away, according to the various sites discovered. At the same time, it can be seen that there is more excitement over some places than others. Just as the dances become exceedingly lively in the case of a rich harvest and become fainter and fainter with decreasing abundance of the nectar, so the scouts too dance with an intensity in proportion to the suitability of the discovery. This depends on the size of the hole on the sheltered position of the entrance, there must be no drafts in the dwelling place, on the smell which must please the bees, and on who knows how many other things besides. Kendall, I could go on and on in a beautiful world in which there is no nonsense. But I won't. Isn't that amazing? How, how do they even... like They're communicating with each other, talking about all the things that are great about that place. It is amazing. It is amazing. I felt when I opened that book up, I don't even know why I opened it up. I opened it up and I read that and it was like my whole world was different because not only did I think it was amazing, but I thought, wow, no nonsense, guys. No nonsense. It's the no nonsense zone. Uh, no nonsense here. And what I, one thing I thought was really funny before we uh, stop, in this book, there was a business card of a man who buys, sells, trades, and repairs antique clocks in uh, somewhere, and his name is Tom C. Blizzard. Ooh, wonder if he invented the blizzard. May I, oh, if only. And he worked at... He owned, I guess, the clock corner. Oh, you should take that into uh, Dairy Queen and tell them you know the original <laughs> Blizzard. Do you want a discount? I know the original Blizzard, uh, so I'll take my large at the price of a medium. Thanks. Oh, now, Kendra, I can. Why are your fingers there? Why are you doing oh, your fingers? Because you know me. Way? I just I gotta play that piano before they get rid of it. I I just want to go uh, tickle those ivories and check it out. All right, I guess might as well. Show's over. Well. I got you know. I should really just play it just to make sure oh, before. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. You should just be careful with the thing. Really? Oh my God! Oh, the whole. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh, oh my! You, you have to be really careful how you put the strings. As Kevin said to the bird woman at home alone too, I will not forget.
Life is pain.